Welcome to Wellspring on the Air. I'm Lindsay Steffen, a therapist at Wellspring and the host of today's show about EMDR. So EMDR, it's, it's not EDM music. It's <laughs> whenever I tell my young clients that they're like, what EDM? But no, it's not electronic dance music. EMDR is eye movement desensitization reprocessing. So it's a, a trauma technique we're going to really dive into today. And I'm here with Arlene. So Arlene, it's so good to have you. Um, Arlene is one of our awesome therapists. She interned with us and now is a hired staff. So we're really happy to have her here today. Thank you, Lindsay. Uh, it's great to be here and thank you for having me. Um, yeah, um, I'm a registered mental health um, counselor at Wellspring Counseling. And I started with Wellspring back in 2019 as a student intern. And um, I graduated in 2020 with a master's in clinical mental health counseling. And um, I really, uh, my clinical experience involves um, children, adolescents and adults. And I've concentrated on uh, psychological trauma, uh, eating disorders, um, depression, anxiety, um, grief and loss, and the LGBTQ plus community. And I am trained in EMDR and uh, equine assisted psychotherapy. So yes, Arlene does it all. <laughs> Even as a young clinician, she was already getting certified and doing so many things. So we appreciate her expertise. And, and she helped me a lot too at Urban Promise, one of our partner sites where we do uh, after school and summer, um, individual and group therapy with at-risk youth. So she definitely, and she's done EMDR with some of the kids. So she has a plethora of knowledge to share with us. So um, we're going to talk all about EMDR, what it is. A lot of people aren't familiar with it if you don't live in the psychology world like we do. So we're going to answer some questions about it. Definitely stay tuned, stay with us. Um, we want to share some interesting information with you. So why don't we dive in, Arlene, and just give us a little intro. You know, what is EMDR? Unless you probably have done it with a therapist at Wellspring, you might not be familiar with it. So what is it? Why do we use it? Yeah, um, well, EMDR, and as you said, it stands for Eye Movement Desensitization Reprocessing. And it's um, an empirically supported approach uh, that was developed by Francine Shapiro, uh, for the treatment of psychological trauma and a wide range of disorders. Um, and what it involves is really called um, bilateral stimulation, which is uh, also called dual attention stimulation. And what that is, is basically, it's um, the EMDR therapist conducts a rhythmic pattern of stimulation to alternating sides of a person's midline like the spine. And so the therapist does this basically by moving his or her fingers back and forth in front of a person's face. And the client focuses on the fingers as simultaneously disturbances come into um, awareness such as memories, thoughts, um, body sensations even, anything that might be linked to possibly a trauma. And um, uh, the eye movements are similar to REM, which is rapid eye movements that occur during uh, one's sleep and dreaming. 
And much like those eye movements, um, uh, the movements that the therapist is conducting, um, the disturbances are integrated and processed in a in a adaptive way. Okay, great. That's an awesome. That's the scientific explanation. <laughs> so, yeah, I think I always explain it to clients as well as just your your left brain is your logical mind and your right brain is your emotional mind. So by having stimulation or tapping or watching the eye movements on each side of the body, you're actually engaging both sides of your brain. So when we've been through trauma or, you know, just something difficult happened, we have anxiety, we often get stuck in our right brain. So everything is emotional. Our alarm bells are going off and we're, we're always thinking danger, danger, even when there really isn't danger. It's just our logical mind is completely offline and it's not getting to engage and say, Hey, no, that, that looks like that dangerous situation, but this really isn't. Like, oh, maybe you were attacked by a dog and your emotional brain makes all dogs um, like vicious or dangerous. And so then, but your logical brain can pipe in and say, no, that dog isn't growling. Uh, they're wagging their tail. And so you kind of get both sides of your brain working together, which is what EMDR does. And then you reprocess things. And exactly, you're not just stuck in only the emotional body sensations and triggers. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Um, so per the World Health Organization, um, which is also called WHO, WHO, uh, trauma is a common occurrence in people's lives. And um, they did conducted a study of 21 countries and with more than 10% of participants responding that they had experienced trauma in some way. And some of the traumas that they've Experience include witnessing violence at 21.8%, interpersonal violence at 18.8%, accidents at 17.7%, exposure to war 16.2%, and trauma to a loved one 12.5%. So trauma is pretty prevalent in people's lives. And so who release guidelines um, for mental health care and included EMDR as an effective treatment. Um, control studies of EMDR have revealed an average of 80% effectiveness in the treatment of trauma and positive outcomes occurring in just six to 12 sessions. So it's pretty remarkable. It is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I'm a, such a nerd now with EMDR. <laughs> it's my, we all, we have different techniques that we gravitate towards, but I think that's always one in my wheelhouse. If the client, you know, is open to it, of course it's their choice, but I just see that we get really the quickest results and there is no quick fix or magic pill or anything like that. But mm -hmm. I see how EMDR, there's a place for it where traditional talk therapy, sometimes it, it is very effective, but it can take longer. And so if you're having panic attacks every day, you need something to help you stabilize more quickly. Yeah. And it's very complimentary to talk therapy. It, um, is. it really is. And um, so not only does the World Health Organization uh, support EMDR therapy, but also the national, Dep the U.S. Department of Defense, uh, the Department of Veteran Affairs and the American Psychiatric Association. So it's good to know that these uh, agencies are in support of EMDR. It gives a little more confidence um, yeah. as to entering into such treatment, you know? Yes, it's true because I'm always 
honest with my clients, I say, it's kind of weird at first, you know, it's not (laughs) just when you think of therapy, you think of talking and expressing your feelings, but you do, you use either a tapping technique, you tap on each side of your body. When we are, you know, in the office, you can hold these little um, clickers and each one, it vibrates on each side. So you get a pulse in your right hand and your left hand, or you can do again, the eye movements and your eyes are going back and forth to each side of your body for that bilateral stimulation. So there's different ways to do it, but it is, it's kind of strange at first. Um, But usually the norm for me is once a client does it, they're like, wow, that was weird, but it worked. I don't know how it worked, but it worked. And they say, I can't believe where my brain went because really with EMDR, we talk about how it's the brain healing itself. It's Mm -hmm. reprocessing and storing those memories in your brain's file cabinet the way they should have been stored originally without all the negative body sensations and emotions. So yeah, you kind of have to be a little open-minded at first, but then once, once you see how effective it is, I have not had clients really say, no, I don't want to do that because you want to feel better and you can feel the difference in your body when you do EMDR. Yeah. It's pretty amazing what it can do. Yeah. It's, um, it's, uh, in line with a lot of other therapies as I, you know, therapeutic approaches and, um, and still can be worked in and be very effective. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. true because you are in a sense, I mean, you're using CBT with it. You look at negative cognitive distortions. Um, you definitely, it's psychodynamic. You're going back to family of origin a lot of the time. So it does, it fits with all the tools in our toolbox. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Well, why don't I go ahead and um, ask a question here now that you've explained our listeners know what (laughs) EMDR is. So when we think of trauma, is it only related to experiencing events like an actual or threatened death, serious injury or sexual violence? It certainly can be related to such terrible events, but really any event, circumstance or situation that causes overwhelming stress could be traumatic. And and that could range from loss of a loved one, um, loss of a job, and uh, even um, moving from one place to another. So all of these can be traumatic. It really depends on the person. Okay. Yeah. So it's really what you're saying then I'm hearing is that it depends how the person perceives it. So Right. I I do think a lot of my clients say, oh, I don't have trauma because it wasn't that big of a deal. We minimize. And so, yeah, no one died. Um, I wasn't assaulted. So is it really trauma? But yeah, we actually, when we take PTSD measures for post-traumatic stress disorder, you can even have just um, many smaller, quote unquote, smaller events, Mm -hmm. and they add up and you experience them just like a big trauma Mm -hmm. or, you know, being bullied, moving all these different things that, um, can be difficult. They can actually be experienced as trauma and you can develop PTSD, even from a divorce, things like that, that are quote unquote, normal life events, unfortunately, but yeah, they definitely, it doesn't have to be Um, being displaced, you know, having to seek asylum, these really, those are trauma, of course, but those aren't the only things that qualify. Correct, correct. It's important not to dismiss our, or validate our feelings about things. um, Because what's, what's major to somebody else might be minor to someone else. Um, And so really, it's relative, it's relative. Mm -hmm. 
That's true. And kind of in our therapy world, we think of big T traumas and little T traumas. So big T's are the bigger, like hurricanes, being displaced, sexual violence, injury, but then these little T's, again, they can add up. So um, I had, you know, maybe my parents divorced, and then later I had a really bad breakup, and then I didn't get into law school. So all those little T's, no one would look at it and say, oh, you're traumatized, but they could add up, and I'm experiencing full-blown um, trauma symptoms in my body from that. So mm-hmm. we, do, we don't want to ever minimize the effects of any stressful event. It, everyone experiences it differently, like you said. Yes. Okay. Well, this has been an awesome first half of our show. Thank you, Arlene. We're going to take a quick break though, but definitely tune back in with us. We have the second part of the show. We have a few more questions. We want to share what the Bible says about EMDR. It doesn't address it directly, but there's some, some truths we can glean and apply. So I'm Lindsay Steffen with Wellspring on the Air, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Wellspring on the Air. This is Lindsay Steffen, your host for today's show on EMDR. I'm here with our therapist and EMDR expert, Arlene. Mm-hmm. Um, so our topic today has, so far we've covered just an intro, what is EMDR? Um, if you missed the first half of the show, it's a trauma treatment. And we use it for most populations, most issues, it's applicable. Um, so definitely tune in. If you missed the first half of this show, you joined late, go to your favorite podcast channel, Wellspring on the Air, or you can go to our website, uh, wellspringmiami.org, and just search for the topic on the blog. So, well, so far we've covered a little bit about trauma as well, and how sometimes we don't perceive things as trauma, but they can be. So even things like um, being bullied or a divorce, um, a breakup, um, a car accident, you know, this, we often think of natural disasters or, you know, big things like um, assault or violence, we think of that as trauma, but we were talking that other things can be experienced as trauma, even if maybe people wouldn't necessarily think, oh, you've been traumatized by that. And those little experiences can add up. So um, let's, let's actually talk about EMDR in conjunction with that. So Arlene, does EMDR cure trauma-related effects or symptoms? Well, like you had mentioned, Lindsay, about just how um, certain things get stuck. Uh, it's, um, it's, a trauma, it's a treatment approach that helps the trauma, that the effects that are compartmentalized in one part of the brain get linked up with the resources we all have to really tolerate the traumatic effect in an adaptive way. So in this way, it does, it is reparative. It is a reparative approach. Okay, awesome. So maybe in my experience with clients, I see where maybe a trigger that used to be at a 10 out of 10, maybe we can get it down over time to maybe a three, a two, it might get to a zero. That's amazing. But sometimes we're going to think back on a hard experience and it will never be pleasant. We'll never think, Oh, that doesn't bother me at all, but Mm -hmm. it no longer makes my whole body get hot when I think about it or my heart beat fast or my mouth go dry. So it's really taking away the charge of that trigger. Right. And the intensity. Yeah. Yeah. I like to explain to my clients always that think of your life as a long hallway And then there's drawers on either side. And these traumas are memories 
in each drawer or memories are in each drawer. And if one happens to be a trauma that hasn't been processed, really, it's a drawer that's a little bit open. So the work of EMDR just shuts that drawer and you continue oh. on your pathway. Uh, I love that. Line. I've never heard that analogy. <laughs> that's helpful. That's helpful too. We do EMDR actually with kids as well. Kids, teens, all ages. So sometimes you need a good analogy like that to explain <laughs> it to your kids. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Well, can EMDR be done virtually? Because I know we've now experienced a pandemic and there's a lot of change in a lot of um, businesses and just organizations in general. So can EMDR be done online? Yes, it can. Um, the therapist really takes the same measures as he or she would in a one-on-one -on -one personal uh, setting. Um, the only difference might be is in the way they, the therapist might use a virtual app. And other things that might be done is like what you mentioned, the tapping on the knees, but um, the, the client could administer the EMDR guided by the therapist to themselves and they could do something called a butterfly hug yeah. or the butterfly tap, which is um, in itself very grounding. So it's effective that way too. Awesome. Also. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I do a lot of people, that was one of the first questions, but can we do EMDR? Cause Arlene and I both see a lot of clients with trauma and yeah, actually I can attest. It's been a pretty seamless process for me. I I'm honestly surprised. I thought that, you know, going more virtual in these recent months, that things would be very different. I didn't know how effective it would be, but actually, but yeah, doing the tapping, or clients can watch a light bar that goes across my screen and they follow the light and get that eye movement effect. Both work equally well, it's just client preference, but we're doing EMDR just the same virtually now for those clients who choose to do that. So it is, it's exciting and it's helpful too, depending where you live, you know, Wellspring, we're based in the Miami area and there's a lot of traffic. So even pandemic or not, some people are enjoying staying virtual because okay. they can avoid traffic. They don't have to pick up their kids and rush them somewhere and then come to counseling. So it is a pretty great convenient. option if you have a busy life. You can yeah, still get that convenient. trauma work. It is, yeah, <laughs> you can get that trauma work done still. Absolutely. Okay. Well, a question I have gotten this question a lot from clients. So I wanna hear your take on, um, can I do EMDR on myself? Yeah, it's pretty controversial, but um... Personally, I think it is possible to do EMDR to yourself, but um, not really recommended. Mm -hmm. um, maybe more suitable for, quote, minor traumas, but there, when you think of minor, it's, um, it's pretty relative, as we, as we spoke about. Um, what's minor to me might not be minor to you and vice versa. So um, with that in mind, there could be some risks involved like um, re-traumatization, um, worsening of symptoms and ineffective results. So with a therapist, it, it minimizes those, those risks. Yeah. And I think too, you don't, the issue with that is that you don't always know what lies beneath it. So what seems like a minor issue um, with EMDR, we learned that it addresses a memory network. So let's say I have um, one memory of a lot of shame attached to it. So mm -hmm. let me address that memory, but it actually, it's going to follow that thread 
through my brain of all the memories I had that are associated with the emotion of shame. And so let's say I think, oh, I'm going to do this thing that happened yesterday at work, but then all of a sudden it's going back and it's in my childhood trauma or something. So we do, we give a lot of caution with that. Um, You can use the calming or the resourcing techniques on your own. So you can do slow tapping to relax your body. There's an exercise we do called calm place where you go somewhere that really helps you ground and calm down your body and mind. Um, But yeah, it's not, it's not recommended to do it on your own. And I think a lot of the work of the therapist there is responding back. And sometimes there's a need to come in with some of that cognitive behavior therapy, help see what is rational or not rational about certain thoughts. So yeah, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. (laughs) That's good to know and address. Cause yeah, that question comes up a lot. It's kind of like, Oh, well, once I um, learn to do this, do I need to come to you? But I think it's more intricate than that. Cause you do need a lot of that feedback. So like, I'm a therapist and I go to therapy because I can't, people always say, well, can you just figure it out yourself? I said, it's not even figuring it out. It's as a person, I have blind spots just like any right. client would. And so Um, that's kind of my take on it. I have tried to do EMDR on myself before. (laughs) And I I talked to one of our therapists, Christine about it. And she said, yeah, I've tried and you can kind of lower some of your symptoms since we're therapists and know the routine, but it's, she was saying, I just feel like you need a witness. And I noticed, I was like, yeah, I really need that person to kind of be there and validate and help guide me. Cause even Mm -hmm. I am like, "Hmm, I know the technique forward and backwards, but it's different when it's your own stuff, your own emotions. Yeah, it certainly can be triggering to some things like you mentioned that um, you want somebody to witness that and to guide you in that. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Good. Well, why don't we take some time and just um, explore what the scripture says about this. So um, anything about how we can view ourselves and trauma or anything helpful you want to share from the Bible? Well, uh, trauma is certainly challenging to contend with. And, um, but I find that it's so key to remember um, not to define ourselves by by the trauma we've experienced, um, but really identify ourselves in God as his beloved child. And there is a verse uh, in John chapter three, verse one through three, that says, beloved, we are God's children now. And so remembering that we are always beloved to God and um, his child, and he's uh, on our side. And yeah. in that note, um, I also like to remember that um, we can surrender our trauma to God's love and compassion. And just knowing that we can do that um, is in itself freeing and relieving. And um so, so remembering that along with how beloved we are to him and Hebrews chapter four, verse 14 through 16 speaks to this and says, so let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. And there we will receive his mercy and we will, re- we will find grace to help us when we need it most. So oh, ultimately, ultimately God is there for us at all times. Yeah. And it talks about how we have a a high priest, Jesus, who empathizes with us. And I think of his life, it was full of trauma. I mean, he was betrayed by a best friend. He was physically, his body obviously went through trauma on the cross. And 
um, being thrown out of his own city people. So I think who, who better to empathize with us in our traumas than our God who is here as a man and knows what it feels like to be um, hurt emotionally, physically, to be spiritually tempted. So yeah. that brings me a lot of comfort that it's not, God is not some distant God who doesn't empathize with our weaknesses. Yeah. So. Truly compassionate God. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much, Arlene. This was a great, great topic. And EMDR is a favorite at Wellspring. We all, we really encourage our clinicians to get trained in it because we believe in it. We see how effective it is. And, and those of us who also as therapists go to therapy, we like to get EMDR treatment as well. So <laughs> we, we, we practice what we preach. So I think that gives me confidence to endorse something once I've done it and have enjoyed the, the great benefits of it. So yes, truly effective, truly effective. Yeah. I vouch for that as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Well, thank you, Arlene, again for joining us and it is time to close out the show. So we hope you learned about EMDR and maybe feel more comfortable asking your therapist about it and exploring or finding a therapist for the first time, maybe to address some things that you were thinking about throughout the show, whether you know, hey, I have been through some difficult things and I didn't even think of them as trauma until I listened to this show. But maybe that broken relationship or that bad experience when I was younger, maybe those things are still affecting me or somewhere buried in my body. So yeah. Um, we encourage you to get help. And again, thank you to all our audience for always joining in and supporting our shows. Um, if you joined midstream, you can always go to your favorite podcast channel, Wellspring on the Air, or go to our blog on wellspringmiami.org. So the title of today's show will be EMDR. Um, and if you want to reach out, we love to hear from you. So encourage us, let us know you're listening. You can send any comments or questions to on the air at wellspringmiami.org. So it's time to wrap up. This is Lindsay Steffen with Wellspring on the Air because hearts and minds matter.